This is the Daily Detail, powered by 1819 News, Honest News. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. The voice of Alabama values. Alabama. Unbelievable people. And now, here is Andrea Tice. Alabama Congressman Mike Rogers responds to a report released from special counsel John Durham about the FBI investigation into Donald Trump during the 2016 presidential campaign. Rogers says the conclusion of the 306-page report shows that the FBI engaged in an unjustified politically motivated witch hunt of Donald Trump. Durham also said in that report that at the same time that the FBI was aggressively going after Trump over fabricated accusations of Russian collusion, the agency also showed more skepticism and reluctance in pursuing allegations of foreign influence in the Hillary Clinton campaign. Congressman Rogers says that the agency can no longer expect to maintain its credibility while also ruthlessly attacking its political opponents. Rogers is calling for accountability of those responsible for what he termed as an illegal operation. A bill is filed in the Alabama House by a state Democrat lawmaker. HB 462 would prohibit the sale of certain firearms and would create a registry system by which current weapon owners would have to file their weapons. Large-capacity magazines would also be banned, and that is any magazine that holds more than seven rounds. The same bill also bans telescoping stocks, pistol grips, bayonet mounts, and threaded barrel or flash suppressors, along with other items. The bill also prohibits anyone in the state from purchasing what is termed an assault weapon or any weapon with a large-capacity magazine, making it a Class C felony if anyone violates that law. The bill is being offered by Mary Moore of Birmingham. A former director of an education organization out of Montgomery pleads guilty to embezzlement of nearly $3 million between 2020 and 2022. Doris Gilmore had been working at the Association for Career and Technical Education as the executive director when she did not send in the employee payroll taxes to the IRS, keeping that money instead. She also failed to dispense federal grant money to the intended recipient. Gilmore has reached a plea agreement with federal prosecutors from the Middle District of Alabama. Gilmore faces up to 10 years in prison, along with fines and restitution. Well, the Dothan man who is charged with the murder of a pregnant 19-year-old who went missing from her home in Jackson County is going to have more charges issued against him this week. Houston County Sheriff Donald Valenza will reveal the new charges today. Marquise McLeod of Newville was arrested last week after the body of Anastasia Gilly was found. Valencia indicated that McLeod and Gilly may have mutually met in Jackson County, but at some point, Gilly sought to leave McLeod and was then being held against her will. McLeod is currently jailed and being held without bond. Comedian Kevin Hart is coming to Alabama to the Dothan Civic Center. Hart will perform his comedy routine on Friday, June 16th. Tickets are going on sale this week through Red Mountain Entertainment and the Dothan Civic Center. And a well-known country music singer, Riley Green, explains why he adjusted the lyrics from a famous song of his while singing at the Nashville Nissan Stadium. Riley did not use a reference to Bud Light in that song, but replaced it with Coors Light. The song he was singing is I Wish Grandpa's Never Died. Green explained all of this to Rick and Bubba while at the Regions Tradition Golf Tournament in Greystone. It was, it was kind of strange just sitting there in front of 50-something thousand people at Nissan Stadium in Nashville, and I realized, hang on a second, I'm about to get booed. Yeah, right. If I sing the song that I wrote. <laughs> oh, yeah. A little slight adjustment ended up 
going pretty well, you know. So was you concerned making an adjustment that people might freak out, or did you know that it would be a, a safe harbor I, I, to change it that what way? What I've got going for me that, you know, over anything is I know who I'm singing to. Yep. I know the people that are out there. I know my demographic, and I know what. Right. I think Bud Light forgot. I think, I think you're exactly right. Yeah. <laughs> they really did. For more in-depth stories affecting the state of Alabama, go to 1819news.com. In national news, President Joe Biden has met with Speaker of the House Kevin McCarthy on Tuesday over the debt ceiling and the debt default deadline that is coming in June. McCarthy emerged from that meeting with a positive tone, saying it's still possible to get a deal by the end of this week, despite the fact that Biden leaves on Wednesday to head to Japan, Papua New Guinea, and Australia. McCarthy and House Republicans have been pushing for spending cuts first before any more debt ceiling is raised. McCarthy talked about the debt ceiling to reporters outside of the White House. Republicans didn't sit back and wait till Janet Yellen told us when the deadline was. We passed it long before she ever said June 1st was coming because we didn't want to put America into jeopardy like this. You can't keep ignoring problems. you got to find solutions. And that's what the Republicans in the House have done. Well, the man who is challenging Joe Biden in the Democratic primary, Robert Kennedy Jr., is taking issue with Biden's recent nominee to head up the National Institute of Health. Dr. Monica Bertanoli is being nominated to step in after the departure of Anthony Fauci. Kennedy is pointing out the history regarding Bertanoli and her receiving grant money from Pfizer to do research. That money was given between 2015 and 2021. Kennedy says this is how agencies are captured by the pharmaceutical industry and that she will likely represent the viewpoints and priorities of these pharmaceutical companies in light of all the funding that she has received in the past. Kennedy says that if he becomes president, the standards will be different and will involve honesty and transparency. RFK Jr. also took issue with the Biden White House press release about this nomination since it made no mention of Bertinelli's past involvement with Pfizer. More is coming out from the John Durham report regarding the FBI. Durham details how a memo was sent to the FBI from the CIA in which U.S. intelligence suggested that Hillary Clinton was the one behind all of the false allegations against Donald Trump regarding Russians and influence upon the 2016 elections. That memo was sent to the lead agent in the Operation Crossfire Hurricane, who happened to be Peter Strzok. That memo disappeared, and the rest of the team members never knew about it. When Durham recently showed one of the supervisory special agents of this memo, Durham writes in the report that the agent became so upset that he left the room with his lawyers and then later told Durham that he had never been told of the CIA information. The agent also told Durham this is why he always hit dry holes when it came to the investigation and why he felt like a fool for never finding hard evidence against Trump. Georgia Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene has wasted no time following this Durham report. Greene has now offered articles of impeachment against FBI Director Christopher Wray. Greene says that under his leadership, the agency has intimidated, harassed, and entrapped Americans, and that the FBI has turned into the personal police force for Joe Biden and U.S. Attorney General Merrick Garland to persecute political adversaries at will. Greene described Wray's actions as Soviet-style tactics. An election trial gets underway in the state of Arizona, where the governor's race of 2022 is being challenged by Republican candidate Carrie Lake against Democrat candidate, now Governor, Katie Hobbs. This comes after a Maricopa County judge denied a motion to dismiss the election lawsuit. Six claims from Lake's lawsuit were rejected by the Arizona Supreme Court, but the seventh claim is moving forward. 
That claim challenges the signature verification process that was used to count mail-in ballots in Arizona. This week, Lake spoke on Real America's Voice after she showed one single security video of two election workers sitting side-by-side at a computer. One was taking time to cross-reference signatures to make sure they matched while the other person was clicking and accepting the ballots without pausing. In the 90-second video, one of the workers approved 71 ballots, while the other, who matched the signature, only approved nine. Here is Lake. So my team and I, we've identified three whistleblowers who were intimately involved in the signature verification process in Maricopa County. They speak of how they were rejecting tens of thousands of signatures up to the tune of maybe 130,000 ballots. And then somewhere above them in the chain of command, they were just being sent on through. Those ballots were being sent through anyway. And you should see some of these signatures. It's like a chicken scratch. Uh, scrawls. It's an absolute joke. Doesn't even match the, the voter's signature. It's a willful violation of the law. And we're not going to sit here and take it anymore. And did you ever wonder about the timing of the firing of Tucker Carlson from Fox News just two days after a settlement was reached between Fox News and Dominion Voting Systems over a defamation lawsuit worth $1 billion? The night producer for Fox News, Sean Legill, was asked about this by undercover journalists with the James O'Keefe Media Group, and Langill certainly is suggesting that Carlson's firing was part of that agreement. $144 million to settle that. Oh, that was with um, the Dominion Company. What happened with that? Like... They gave him money, but part of it, they say it wasn't part of it, but we're learning that... Tucker getting fired was part of that. Tucker getting fired was part of the Dominion lawsuit? Part of the You're listening to The Daily Detail from 1819 News. If you are enjoying The Daily Detail and want to make sure that these reports come up easily on your smartphone, then be sure to hit the subscribe or follow button on whatever podcasting app you are using. It's usually on the main page of The Daily Detail. That could be on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podbeam, or some other app. And also be sure to visit 1819 News for more reliable, up-to-date information on what's going on around here in Alabama. You can also join 1819 News by becoming a member, which will get you exclusive content as well as 1819 merchandise. You can visit 1819news.com backslash membership to learn more. I'm Andrea Tice. I'll be back again tomorrow. I look forward to updating you then. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. Alabama. Of Alabama. This has been The Daily Detail. For more up-to-date news, go to 1819news.com, where you'll find honest news and Alabama values.